Welcome to another episode of Caring Leos with Tapan Singhel. This episode is going to be power packed with some very useful information from the personal experiences of Mr. Singhel on a subject that he has mastered over the years, sales. If you are in the field of sales, you may want to bring out your notepads because you're going to hear some very interesting tips from the MD and CEO of Bajaj Alliance General Insurance. Sir, you come from an extensive and illustrious background in sales. Can you tell us what some of the most essential qualities are for a person in sales profile to succeed, sir? Okay, Vikram. So I think uh, first and foremost, uh, which I've always mentioned, if you want to be a good salesperson, uh, you should first and foremost be a very good human being with a high level of empathy. You know, because that will help you see the customer's perspective, understand what's good for the customer. When you understand what's good for the customer and then when you're convinced about the product that you have to offer the customer and you believe that it will be good for the customer to have their product, I think that is when you become a good salesperson, is my belief. But let me tell you something uh, which I learned as a child from my father. You know, used to, when he used to explain to me how one should you know, uh, become good at some work or some profession, he used to say that let's look at data, information, knowledge, skill and expertise. You know? And let's take cycling as an example. Now, after you collect data and information about cycling, uh, that is just the first step. Then you acquire knowledge how the cycle can be used to travel. But you still cannot make the cycle move without converting the knowledge into skill of pushing the pedal and balancing, which takes time to practice. Now, after you acquire the skill, then you become the expert in which you can use it to travel freely. So it is something that an expert sees something what a knowledgeable person looks for. You know? So let's see what it was. To be good in sales, principally you understand what I'm saying, that be a good human being, be empathetic, look at what, you know, uh, from the customer perspective, uh, be convinced that the product is good for the customer, then the pitch will come in. Now, having said that, this is like, you no, know, a knowledge that you have acquired. But the skill will actually come when you go to the feel when you start talking to customers and then will come rejections no and when rejection starts coming your ability to handle rejections uh, the ability to analyze rejection and your ability to you know really understand get back again as to what would be good and that attitude of yours is a huge difference between a good salesperson and somebody who misses out you no know? this link has to be there that attitude Okay, fair enough, I got rejected, but let's understand why. Everything was good, why does it not uh, work? So let me start by saying this first and foremost, uh, by education, I'm a scientist, so I was not trained to be a salesperson, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I remember if I went to, let's say, 10 sales call initially, I'd rejected in 9 out of 10, you know? And today if I go into 10, uh, the chances I'll be, you know, making a sale in all 10 of it. I'm the same person, you know? I'm... As a person, as a human being, I would have changed a bit, but more or less, I'd have remained the same. So it is not only that you make the first sales and you expect it to start closing. Have the right attitude, be a good human being, be empathetic, understand your product well, ensure that what you sell to the customer is actually good for him or her. And when you have that conviction, you'll make the sale. But also remember, out of 10 in the initial state, Nine, you may be thrown back. How do you go and rise again, come back again, and become an expert so that you make the deal and you're able to see more clearly than anybody else can? 
some great qualities there another quality that is important is the ability to read a customer can you share some tips as to how one can recognize if a customer is actually interested in buying or is simply wasting your time sir well, that is why i i bought in my first answer the point of an expert and a, a knowledgeable person no and if you listen very uh, carefully what i mentioned was an expert sees what a knowledgeable person looks for so when you get that expertise when you walk into a room now after the first three sentences of yours you will know whether the sale happens or not in the beginning when you're knowledgeable and you're going for sales it takes longer for you to understand and at times you don't even um, get it no expertise will come with time no the sheer sense the feel no the smell of the place as you call it uh, in the first three sentences and then i get a feel that yes sale will happen or it will not happen here now what actually happens is right from our body language uh, to uh, the conviction you know that the customer has or could you identify the problem that you're trying to solve for the customer um, is it right or wrong you no know? all that actually i think i normally notice that as i said first three four opening sentences and i get this gut feel that no will this happen here or not but it took some time because uh, in the initial stages uh, uh, it, it i would get that much much later that a sale would happen but if i think and try to figure out about this gut feel of mine i think it must be the body language the voice tone you know and the kind of solution that is being offered uh, what is the necessity that the customer would want it not want it i think all that play happens um, immediately so the skill can and will be developed by any sales person over a period of time you know you you will become good at you no know, uh, analyzing all these data points at a very very hyper speed as it goes but predominantly look at the voice tone look at the body language and keep yourself focused on the eye of the person and these three actually give away a lot you know, from the other side at a very fast speed even before the person speaks that information will certainly come in handy can you tell us what are some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to customer interactions during the sales process sir i said never try to short charge a customer never lie never 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 lie i think uh, the the image of a sales person typically is that he or she would know be lying or doing anything to close a sale that will never make you a good sales person in the long run no but sooner or later the customer realizes that you lied you cheated and your personal credibility is at stake remember this whichever company whatever product you are selling that is fine the company is a brand products are amazing but a sales person your personal credibility is what you establish over a long period of time and that is when whatever you sell your customers will buy because they have trust in you don't do anything which breaks that trust and don't try to no be in a in a hurry for a short term glory no uh, play for the long run and this is my personal experience i think over ages today if i go back to my customer no even 25 years old back uh, customer when i sold make the first sale to him and if i walk in no and i try to pitch him the second one he or she will still buy the trust the credibility of a sales person should be of the highest order so ne- don't do anything which breaks that that is a clear no the do is 
know your customer very well. So I think you are aware about it, Vikram, when you worked with me in my office. If anybody used to come to see us, we used to find out everything with the person, no? right from what food he or she likes, you know? right from what are the sensitivity that he or she has. And we used to ensure that we would arrange the exact food that the person likes if he or she is having lunch or tea with us. We'd ensure that his or her sensitivity is respected. In, in fact, to the level that whether he or she wants you know, a higher uh, temperature or a higher or a cooler environment. You know? So that is a big do. Figure out about your customer likes, dislikes, the highest order. Simply because that shows that you're genuinely interested in your customer. You know? So if you can focus on these two big uh, buckets in the don't, Never do anything in which your personal credibility gets destroyed. Do everything in which you know about your customer. You know, every little detail and ensure that you, you know, show that care and that empathy for your customer. Some important details in there. Now to move on to the most important part of sales, closing a deal. Any tips and tricks there you can share with us uh, and our listeners, sir? Okay. Now, what happens is at times, you no, know, when when you feel that the customer uh, is more or less convinced, but still wants to take some um, time, or you feel that you no, know, uh, uh, the customer is not very sure. Now, when you reach very close to the closure, you like when you watch a lot of good sports person. They're very good um, in the uh, playground, but when it comes to uh, scoring a goal, um, they miss it, you know. So in the sales process, the last closing the deal is also a very, very important process. You know? Because in that last leg of your conversation, you will quickly figure out why is the customer uh, still unsure? Because mostly, you know, he has shown uh, eagerness in what you have said. Uh, he or she has the need for that product and the product is actually good for the customer, then you have to now very, very fast find out what is that lurking doubt that the customer has uh, in or her mind. And if if you have developed a rapport or a trust, the customer will speak. Listen to the customer towards the end more carefully than what you have done in the beginning. Because that is where the customer's Lurking doubts is going to come in very short uh, moments. You no, know? if you can uh, recognize that well, then you close the deal. You no, know, before you get up. Quite a few zingers there. And speaking of zingers, it would be great if you can take us through the story of the most interesting deal you managed to crack, sir. <laughs> Quite a few, Vikram. But let me tell. No, at least I think let me one or two which is interesting because it is contrary to the uh, thinking that no the cheapest sells so i remember i was um hosting location and i had uh, uh, made some agents uh, about two which were about 200 300 kilometers from the location so uh, this gentleman asked me now i'm so far from you and i don't belong to the industry though you have trained me but how would we close um Deals. It is very simple. If you know somebody, first and foremost, the rule is always go for the biggest client. If you want to make it big, no, because that is where you will learn, and that is where all the 
hard the work will come into play so if you in the location you are in are able to get access to the biggest client give me a shout and i'll come i promise you this is my uh, duty towards you so i train you to become a good sales person and by demonstration so fair enough in about uh, 10 days time i got a call this is the client and um, he is uh, one of the biggest carpet exporters here uh, why don't you come down i said okay uh, when is the renewal due he said um, it is due in just about uh, two days time then i realized i don't have much time so i took my car uh, and i drove down uh, 300 kilometers uh, to meet that line now so i left in the morning and by closer to the closer office as um, i was there in the client's uh, chamber the cfo that uh, particular um, uh, factory and uh, obviously my uh, newly appointed young dashing agent was there and again people knew i'm coming so there were four or five more people because they also wanted to pick up uh, sales tricks so i went to spoke about the company spoke about what all we can do and then the customer also all that is fine but um, can you tell me what rate would you be charging for my factory those were tariff days so rate was more or less fixed and you could look into the factory for what are discounts that would be available like it's called um, like an fea or other discounts there so i told him this is the rate and these are the discount that you would be you know eligible for so this is the net rate coming you know for you which was close to what those this carpet was uh, at about 2.50 it was there he said laughing he said mr singhel thank you for no all this uh, talk and thank you for all the journey that you have done to come to see me uh, but i i am really amazed at your audacity that you think i shall place my uh, such a huge factory you no know, uh, i'll ensure with you when a you have no office here and you are coming from like what 300 kilometers that's the nearest office b your rate is two and a half times of what i'm paying currently uh, c um, i don't even know what will happen if a claim happens and let me tell you currently i'm being served uh, by uh, the office opposite the road can you see that uh, office there so the head of that office if i have a claim he brings the checkbook to me and i sign i put the amount and he signs the check and gives it to me there and then and he is charging about two and a half times less than what you are charging and he said i find it so funny you know and thank you for your time is again now you might know i have come all the way super like a champion that don't worry we close deal get the biggest client in the town and no get me access and you have all these four five people waiting to see how sales is going to happen and this is the customer tells you uh, but this is where uh, information and knowledge is very critical so i asked the customer i said it's fine but can i now have a look at your policy copy that you have because you know i fully agree with you why should you pay this to me but now since i have come all the way may i request you at least for this you no know, small just uh, say yeah, sure sure here's my policy copy so i took out my small tariff book you know and i put the policy copy and the tariff book next to each other and i asked him to read the policy it says so and so carpet exporters uh, stocks of goods um, covered 
and then uh, below that it was mentioned as to accept those in uh, section one i think that was what it was section of the tariff and i showed him section of the tariff i said look in the section one carpet is there so you have a very very interesting policy for one rupee it says that all his stocks of goods is covered except carpet so i'm really very uh, amazed to see as a cfo why are you even paying this money no uh, you should not pay at all you are fully self insured he said but i i get my claim i said you are lucky you didn't have a big claim as yet over 50 lakh rupees so yeah i did have a big claim i said do me a favor call up this company's um, head office and ask for the technical general manager and tell him that i'm paying 1 uh, rupee rate for carpet will i get a claim if it happens he called it called the gentleman up and the gentleman said no because that is what it was i said concerned um, sir you are very very lucky that no major claim has happened otherwise by now you would have been removed from your job for having a policy which is not valid and you would be amazed to know vikram his face completely turned you know from that laughter of his Huge seriousness. He says, "Okay, how will you serve me? You don't have an office." I said, "You require a survey. Let's appoint survey right now before the claim, and you require uh, documentation to be done and a TAT on by what time will I pay the claim to you? So let's decide this. I sign this on, you know, and we do that." He said, "Okay, by time I give you the check, if you give me the policy, you can take the policy." I said, "Sure enough." I called up my office. They prepared the policy. As he gave me the check, his policy came on the facts, and we closed at two and a half times the premium rate. for that customer and the customer had been there with us for so many years you now over time so now if you look at the entire process you know of um, the sales is it that we were the cheapest no uh, did we have uh, an office next door to him no no and that time our brand also not so big i'm talking of we had just started the company so we just about 2 3 months old people did not even know our company then no So sales is about information, knowledge, confidence about your subject knowledge, about the belief in your company, in your product, you know, and the confidence of you no know, putting it out there. I can go on and on, uh, Vikram. I would have thousands of stories to tell, but your time would be limited. So. Quite a few learnings hidden away in that experience, sir. Moving on to a very relevant question: This COVID nineteen situation has changed the face of meetings as we know it, and made it all digital. a lot of us are left wondering how to go about connecting with customers and closing deals in such a scenario what is the advice you'd give on this sir interesting question for a person like me who loves traveling who loves meeting people see for me the huge change initial shock no how do i conduct my business but then as i said i'm always super excited uh, in any circumstance even in a crisis and then how do we turn it around so if the fundamentals of sales remains the same the only problem is now you don't meet face to face so the body language you know uh, those part is uh, missing but if you have a compelling uh, product and if you know what problem has to solve for the customer and you know the timing at what time they should be offered you can still close it you still able to close deals and I'm very happy to see that even in an environment in which we had lockdown, we could still acquire uh, bank partners. We could still acquire you know, a lot of new dealerships and new corporate uh, clients. So business is uh, happening as usual, and uh, we are also learning how to adapt to the new normal. Uh, but still, I feel that uh, the previous era was more enjoyable to me as a salesperson. 
compared to what it is. But I'm getting there. So I'm also learning, enjoying. I'm happy to see the successes. I'm also picking up the new normal. I think the fundamentals remain the same. You just have to adopt to it. You know? And I think you'll get better into uh, the new normal also. And with that super helpful answer, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you for sharing some really great advice that will surely help some of our listeners go about their business better. If you've got any specific areas you'd like Mr. Singhil to share his tips on, write to Mr. Tapan Singhil on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for joining us and see you in the next episode.